for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, May 31st, 2020, and I'm your host, Renata. It is the last day of May, you guys. Tomorrow will be June. Goodness gracious, where'd the time go? All right, so we'll open up in prayer and we'll go from there. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for each and every person that you sent to this call. I ask you to bless them, Lord. Lord, you know each and every one of our needs. You know our struggles, Lord. You know our challenges, Lord. You know everything about us, Lord. I ask you to examine our hearts, Lord, and remove everything that is not aligned with your spirit, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for each and every single person. Lord, thank you for keeping us strong. Thank you for keeping us running this race, Lord. Lord, we ask you to heal this land, Lord. There's so much going on in this world, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to just comfort all the families who have lost their loved ones recently to the hands of police. Um, just bring bring peace upon this world, Lord. There's just a lot going on, Lord, and none of it is of you. So we rebuke the devil right now. We rebuke all those looters, all those people who are causing havoc in the different cities, Lord. Lord, we just ask that we just stay on your agenda for our life. The devil will not win, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for the victory over every situation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. I do have a scripture. See what I do with my scripture. Okay. Scripture is Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. And it says, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as, e as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. Okay, the Lord said he gives power to the faint. So you're feeling tired, you're feeling weary. He will give you power to keep going, to keep doing what, what you need to do to stay in this race. He said he would increase our strength and even the young people, even the young people who are vibrant and full of energy and, and can, 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 can last and last and last. He said even they're going to get tired. Even they're going to get weary. Okay. And he says, and the young men shall utterly fall. That means that God knows that all of this, everything we go through is hard, even the young people. Now, we as older people, we, we tire out fast. We know that. But the younger people, they, they seem to just keep going and going and going. But the word says even they're going to get tired. They're going to get tired of everything that's going on and everything they have to go through and all the struggles that they have. Even they will get tired. But he says they that wait, be patient. Those who wait upon the Lord, he's going to renew our strength. So when we are ready to throw in the towel, when we're ready to give up, when we say, I can't do it anymore, the word says, wait, wait, wait upon the Lord. He will renew our strength. We wait upon the Lord because God's time is not our time. He does things in his time. Anything you go through, you, you wonder, just like I wonder sometimes, Lord, why? Why am I going through this? Why do I have to go through this for so long? Why me? Why me? Why me? The Lord says, wait. 
And then while you're waiting, there are lessons along the way to be learned. Okay, so we need to be learning those lessons along the way. That's how we get stronger. That's how we get wisdom. That's how we get endurance. We wait upon the Lord and we go through everything we need to go through. Okay, they shall, the, the ones who wait, <coughs> the word says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Have you ever seen an eagle's wings? An eagle has probably the longest um uh, arm stretch or wing stretch than any other bird. And I don't know that to be a fact, but their wingspan is very, very long. That's what I'm trying to say. So if we wait on the Lord, we're going to mount up with wings as eagles. That means we're going to be able to fly. We're going to be able to soar above everything and everybody and every situation. They uh, shall run and not be weary. So we're going to stay in this race. We're not going to be weary once we wait upon the Lord, and they shall walk and not faint. No matter how far you have to walk, no matter what you have to walk through, no matter who you have to deal with along the way, no matter what situations come your way, the Bible says you're going to walk and you're not going to faint. You're going to endure. That's what that means. You're going to endure. Because if you just walk and walk and walk and walk for miles and miles and miles, the word said, you're not going to get tired. You're not going to faint if you wait on the Lord, because the Lord is going to give you strength along the way. He's going to give you wisdom along the way. He's going to put people in your path to help you along the way. Amen. Amen. That was Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verses 29 through 31. Amen. So welcome, everyone, to the call. Thank you so much for coming. Um, goodness gracious, a lot has happened since we were here last week. I mean, a lot has happened. This world is in total chaos, total, total, total chaos. Um, let me see. I had all my notes written down. There's so much going on. Um, George Floyd, we know he was killed by the uh, police officer. I'm sure we've all seen that tape over and over and over. Um, so we have him, we have Ahmaud Aubrey, who was killed by the former police officer and his son. We have Brianna Taylor, who was the EMT, and I believe she's, she was in Louisville, Kentucky. She was killed by the police in her home. I don't know if it was her home or her boyfriend's home, but the police came in, um, in the middle of the night. They were at the wrong house, never identified themselves as police officers. Um, shot her multiple times, and the boyfriend had grabbed his gun and started shooting because he thought it was a home invasion. He shot a police officer. Now he's facing, um, he's facing attempted murder, which is really unfair because they came into the house. So it's just so much going on. It's so much. Um, Trump put out several cryptic tweets. He said uh, looting, uh, something about looting and shooting basically saying you're going to get killed if you loot. Looting is very wrong, don't get me wrong, but nobody should be killed for breaking the window or stealing the item. So for him to say that, that's just, to me, inciting more, you know, violence. Um, and he called them thugs, which people feel that he was referring to black people when he said that. Here in my town, they have robbed of Walgreens, um, 
a bank, uh, all kinds of stuff. It's just, it's, it's just bad. Like it has nothing to do with the fact that George Floyd was killed. The looting is just, it shouldn't happen. It just should not happen. People tearing up their own towns. But with that being said, a lot of the looter, these looters are not from the town. They are sent in by the FBI. The FBI, whenever you have um, uh, large protests and things like that, the, the FBI always sends in provocateurs. And the media is starting to catch on to that because I watched several news stations who refer to the agent provocateurs. So they know that a lot of these people are sent in. I was watching something this morning, I believe it was in Atlanta, and two young girls were um, putting graffiti on the wall saying Black Lives Matters and F the police and stuff like that. And this um, young Black girl, she went up to her and she said, wait a minute. She said, you're not even Black and you're putting um, Black Lives Matters on our walls. And she said, we don't like that because when you leave and go home, they're going to think we did that. Black people did that. You know, so... It, I have noticed that there's a lot of young white people, I'm about to call them children because of my age, but they, you know, they look like they might be in their early 20s. Um, it looks like a lot of this is being done by young white people. People have to understand that the government, and I'm going to say the government because in my opinion, have been trying to start a race war for years, for years. So all of this that is happening is part of an agenda. It is all part of an agenda to um, declare martial law, to put in more laws right before our eyes, because there's some more laws being written now. They're saying if you if you come uh, from out of town and you do some things like this, it's going to be a federal crime. So people really need to stop and think. They really do. One guy was on the news saying that he was on the motorcycle. No, I'm sorry. This was on Twitter. He said that he, he was riding his motorcycle in the midst of the protests. And I think he might have been in Georgia. He said some other people on a motorcycle pulled up. And they tried to get him to rob a store. They were like, come on, let's go over here. You know, let's go over here and rob this store. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because that's not what he was down there for. And he was, he was probably in his 30s. So he says some hours later, now it's about, what, 20,000 people out there. He says some hours later, that's the, the, those same group of people, which he believed they were police. He said they just, they just didn't fit in. He could just tell that they were, they were police, undercover police. And he said they found him again, and they tried to get him to do some more stuff. Bottom line, he said those same people found him in a crowd of 10 or 20,000, like three or four times. And he was very afraid because he was like, how do they keep finding me in this crowd? You know, and he was very afraid. He was asking for police protection. So there's so much going on. There's a lot of stories swirling around about George Floyd. Um, I put something on my channel. I actually just taped it directly from my television um, as it was, as they were talking about it on the TV. But they were saying that he knew that he actually worked with the police officer that killed him. And I found out later that they actually worked together like 10, 15 years. So they really knew each other. Although the person on that video, she said she wasn't sure if they knew each other because one of them worked during the urban nights, which were the nights that the black people were at her club. But her club was predominantly Latino. 
Um, and then the cop who killed him, he worked during the Latino nights. And she said he treated the Latino um, crowd with respect and everything. But she said with the black crowd, he, he was very quick to pepper spray them. He would beat on the women. He would, you know, call the police on any little thing. She said he was just, you know, racist, basically, towards um, the black crowd. So um, he's been arrested. Hopefully the other three officers will be arrested. Um, they say he's on suicide watch. Uh, Ken Rhodes, who's on this call, he said he heard he was out. I don't know. I read that his wife is filing for a divorce tomorrow. And then they brought some dirt out on her saying that she had uh, bounced a check for $40 and was almost went to jail for that because she never paid it. I don't know. But just so much going on. So, you know, I know you guys have a lot on your minds. Oh, one more thing is the guy in the um, in the park, in uh, Central Park in New York. He asked a white lady to to move her dog because he was in a he was in the part of the park for um, uh, bird watchers, people who like to you know it's a sport, a hobby of theirs to watch the birds. And no dogs are allowed there until a particular time. Um, I think once it gets closer to nighttime, then the dogs are allowed. So we asked her to move her dog. And I'm sure you guys saw that on the news too. Um, and he told her, you know, if you just go over here 40 feet or whatever, the dog parks over there. Well, she didn't want to take her dog over there. And so she told him she's going to call the police and tell the police that a black man was threatening her. And that's exactly what she did. And in the video is a trip because he's telling her to move back from him. She was approaching him, but yet she's saying she felt threatened. She felt threatened. So she called 911 and at first she was kind of calm, you know, a black man, you know, and I think she did lead it like that too with his race, saying his race. And then all of a sudden she started sounding hysterical. Oh my gosh, this black man is going to hurt me and my dog, you know. So she has since got fired from her job and uh, the SPCA or whichever pet agency, they, they took the dog back. They said she voluntarily gave the dog back, but I'm sure they strongly suggested. Um, but since that time, the guy who she did that to, he said that he does not you know, he doesn't want people to like harass her or anything. And he felt bad. He didn't want her to lose her job. Um, but she did lose her job. So that's on her because what she did was she showed us what a lot of white people do. And we, we've been knowing that, that some of them do that. And I'm not saying all white people, cause there are some great white people, not saying that at all, but I'm saying some, okay. You, you some things you have to be a black person or African-American to be able to relate to. So I'm not trying to be racist, but I live this. I've watched my brothers live this. My nephews live this. I've seen things growing up in the hood. I have seen police plant drugs on, um, on, on at that time, teenagers or young men. I have seen them beat them for no reason. I have seen them take their drugs and run off with their drugs and never arrest them, which means they were either going to smoke them or sell them. I have seen them take all of their money out of their pockets and then get back in the police cars and leave. I have seen it. I have seen it. So some things you have to actually experience or be in the skin that we're in to, to know what we're talking about. 
Okay, so it, you know, uh, race is always a hard topic to talk about, but is very in our face right now. You know, it really is. Um, so what that lady showed us in Central Park is what many of us already knew happens to some black people. And not all white people do it, I'll say that again, and it doesn't happen to all black people. But she played the race card when she said, oh, a black man, you know, is, is threatening me. That, that, was, that was messed up. She could have got that man killed, and that wasn't even what was happening. He asked her to move her dog. Then she started dragging the dog and treating, manhandling the dog, and she probably didn't mean to do that. But anyway, it, there's a lot going on. You guys talk about whatever you want to talk about today. Um, just give, give me your thoughts, you know, on all these riots going on. Do you think that um, that is justified? You know, do you think the looting is justified? Do you think the outcry is justified? Do you think that it's an overreaction? to, you know, that it's all just going too far? Do you think there's an agenda behind it? Um, Antifa, they say Antifa is involved out there. Um, Anonymous said they're getting involved. There's a very militant uh, black man. He has the tone of a Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, what's the other one? Uh, Malcolm X. He has a Malcolm X kind of tone, and he's all over the internet really inciting black people to take over their lives, to take over their communities, to start their own armies and things like that. And some of the things, I've listened to some of his videos, some of the things he's saying is on point, but I don't agree with him um, pumping everybody up like this, telling everybody to be armed and go out there and do what you got to do. I don't agree with that because he's going to get a whole lot of people killed, a whole lot of people put in jail, and he's just a little too militant. I understand what he's saying. We're tired of it because we are. I'm tired of seeing it on television. I have a black son. I have black brothers. I have black nephews. I'm tired of it. I am. But that's not the way to handle it either. So Give us your thoughts. Star two, if you'd like to speak, star two. And just let us know what you've been hearing in the news. Hey, Tia, how are you? Hi, Renata. Hi. I just wanted to talk about that woman in the park. Um, one of the things, I it just came on, so I don't know what you already covered, but if anybody is doubting that, you know, that she really felt threatened and that maybe she really did, the point where you can tell she was just doing it to be mean and doing it because she knew as a white woman she could get him in big trouble. She was trying to terrorize and scare him. You can tell because she told him, I'm going to call the police and tell them that a black man's threatening my life. You know, for her to say that shows right there that she, she was not afraid. Also, you can tell because she charged him two times and he had to say, please don't come, please don't come near me. Please don't come close to me. He had to ask her two times not to come close to him. She was charging him, pointing her finger in his face. She wasn't afraid of him in the least. Uh -uh, so she for her to call the police and then by the time it, she really got, you know, pumped up, then she started doing the fake crying, you know, trying to sound hysterical. Like, you know, he had his arms right, like his hands around her throat. You know, it's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. And then, the grace which you know he handled it with you know he was like oh i really don't don't want it to go any further you know i don't want to see her life ruined 
he's worried about her life being ruined and her job being ruined. And she was literally, she could have literally, she didn't care about his life because to call as a white woman to call the police on a black man in the park when it's kind of isolated, just you and him there, the police get there. They don't know what just happened. She literally yeah. could have gotten him killed in that moment. She could have. You're right. And That's so what I'm and that that is nothing to play with. So I was really this whole week. I, I didn't find out about uh, George Floyd until Wednesday. I think it happened mm -hmm. Monday. I didn't hear anything about it on Tuesday. Wednesday is when I found out, and I cried for three days straight, all day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Just I just was li likely to break into tears at any moment. It was just one of the worst things I've ever seen. And then, you know, the people started there. Uh, they're looting and all the stuff they're doing, you know, out of frustration because nobody had been arrested. And we've seen this happen time after time after time where nobody gets arrested or they do get arrested and then they get off free. You know, they get off scot-free. They don't do any jail time or they get they get found innocent. And so I understand the frustration, though. I'm like you run and run out. I do not condone the violence at all. Like I personally couldn't do it. I don't believe in the violence, I, but I do understand people who feel like they have no recourse and they feel frustrated. And it was really hurtful to me to hear um, the president tell tell people that when the looting starts, the shooting starts, that he's going to take care of it. If the cowardly, he called the um, mayor and he called the mayor a coward, uh, a weak, he called him weak. If the weak minded leftist mayor, something like that in, wow. in uh, yeah. It, and, and so he tweeted it. And, then, and so the Twitter, they kind of, they didn't take the tweet down, but they kind of made it to where it would be hard to find it. It wouldn't just be right there. And so then he reposted it on the White House website. And, you know, his closing words were, was, you better take care of it or else I'm going to take care of it. Because when the looting starts, the shooting starts. You know, I mean, I was just like, oh, that just really because you got like militia types, you know, the, um, the skinhead militia types that would hear something like that and think, mm -hmm. oh, OK. We need to go protect our communities. Then we need to stand outside these. Are, and then you could just, I could just see how that could have gone very wrong. Thank God it hasn't gone that way. And and thank God there's been almost, when I look at the protests, it seems to me like there's just as many white people out there upset about this as there are black people. There, yeah. I mean, I was watching some of the the protests last night. It was, a, there were a lot of white people out there protesting this. So I'm just grateful that the wrong type didn't get an idea to, you know, make themselves into police officers and get their rifles and, and you know go out, get out there and start shooting people so yeah. anyway it's just been a very trump emotional week. Said, trump also said he was going to let the dogs loose some some wild dogs he was going to start unleashing dogs on the crowds he said that yeah he said I that didn't hear, I, I didn't hear about that one i just heard about and i yeah. thought that when he said when the looting starts starts the shooting starts I thought that maybe it was a slip of the tongue and he was sorry he said it, but nope, as soon as he found out that Twitter had hidden the comment, he posted it on the White House uh, page so that yeah. people could see it, you know, so it wasn't an apology, like, you know, and also I just didn't really hear him condemning the actions of those police officers as strong as I thought he would. I mean, maybe yeah. he did. I, but I've never heard him like really condemn. I've heard him say, oh, well, there's an investigation going on, you know, that kind of talk, but not just straight out like that young uh, mayor did. That that poor young mayor uh, in the city <clears throat> city where it happened, he looks like he hasn't had any sleep. He looks like he's just hurried to death. 
And but Trump didn't seem to be upset that upset about. He's like, oh, an investigation's going on, whatever. But but these thugs that are he called them thugs that are looting. Yeah. And I'm not for Biden either, but but Biden honestly he was talking about it and he was like, what people don't understand is these people are not reacting to George Floyd. They're reacting to something that has happened time after time after time after time. And they've seen no justice time after time. And I'm like, well, why does he get it? <laughs> he seems to get, you know, not, not nobody's condoning violence, but at the same time to understand what happens when people are frustrated. You, you read American history. What was the Boston Tea Party about? You know, America was born out of a rebellion for not being treated fairly. And not only did they throw all the tea in the ocean, they, they did start fighting and killing the British soldiers to get independence. I'm, I'm still not condoning violence. I'm just saying, I don't understand why people act like, oh, this is not the way people should act. Well, America was born that way. Fourth of July, well, those fireworks going off. Unfortunately, it seems that the violence is what gets the national attention. And I do exactly. not condone it at all. I Me really either. do not. But there, there's never an arrest until there is civil unrest. And then yeah. they go back and, okay, we have to arrest somebody. But other than that, you get the feeling that these people will get away if, if there isn't, if nobody, you know, goes off about it. Just like and with they the father and son. The father and son. How long did it take them to arrest them? That's, oh, I they, know. That, I'm not Aubrey. That really happened back in February. That happened yeah. in February. They got arrested in May. And the only reason why they got arrested is because people took to the streets. They, again, they should not loot. They should not destroy businesses, windows. They should not assault people who have nothing to do with nothing. But I'm telling you, the, that is the only time law enforcement wakes up and says, okay, we better do something. Right. And that's and unfortunate. You know, and the thing is, I don't, there's a good, even with that video footage, they had already started hemming and hawing and saying, well, there's some other evidence that seems to suggest that no crime has been committed. They had already started talking like that. And the only reason they arrested him, like you said, on Friday was because they didn't want to, they knew what the weekend would be like if, if there was no no arrest. They should have arrested yeah. all four of them. They figured we better arrest at least one of them before the weekend or else the, the whole country's going to burn down over the weekend. That's probably what they were afraid of. Now, also, yeah. I want to say another reason I think they would have gotten away with it is because I don't know if you've read about the homeless man in the Ventura police officers. What was his name? Oh, my gosh. I can't think of it right now, but I looked up his story. Now, this story happened back in 2013, and they have a video of it. It's the saddest thing. It's sad like this as well. Home, young homeless. He was only like 35. Homeless man out on the street, uh, I guess a club owner called the police on him because he was standing by some cars. The police mm. get there, they beat this man so bad, they showed his face after mm. they beat him, screaming and crying, so he couldn't breathe, I can't breathe. They, they were beating him, kicking him, beating him, kicking him, smashing his face on the sidewalk. By the time they got done with him, he, was, he started calling for his dad. Dad, help me, dad. And he had schizophrenia, you know, he wasn't hurting anybody. He was begging for his dad to help him. Come to find out his dad had been a former sheriff. So I guess he was thinking if he called his dad, it would save him. So they beat him to a bloody pulp. He died five days later. He Well, he went into a coma and he never woke up. And they, they, they just took him off life support because he wasn't alive, basically. And those police officers got off scot-free. They didn't go to... They all acquitted. They didn't much about that one, did they? 
Wait, hold on. I can't hear. Could you hear what? I, could you hear me talking? Because I was I actually getting a phone call at that same time. Yes, I heard every. We heard everything you said. I was saying that okay. didn't get much attention. I don't remember hearing too much about that. Oh, but he was a white guy. No, it did. I mean, it, it's very. The story is very easy to find on YouTube, and as well, and I'll I'll post it in your in your um side over there on the in the comments because I did save it. But um, they had video and they showed his face in the hospital bed. And his face mm -hmm. didn't even look like a, Renat, I could cry right now just talking about it. His face didn't even look like a human being. It oh didn't even God. look like a, per it didn't look like, you could not recognize him as a man. And, oh I, and, they, and even with all that evidence, all those six, it was six officers, all six of them got off. And, I, and you saw how it escalated. They had everything on camera. It escalated by, you know, he wasn't doing, he didn't hit them. He didn't, they just started hitting him. Sit down. He, he was trying to stand up and, you know, and then. When they all started, he was just trying to stand up because they kept pushing him down. He was trying to stand up because he was he was had schizophrenia, but he wasn't violent. And then when they all had him down, he started and they were hitting him and kicking him with the batons and kicking him. He started saying, "I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And they didn't it didn't slow him down. So it just shows you this. Sometimes it's just a demonic thing. It's not even racial yeah. because he was yeah. white and they I think one of them were Mexican, the rest of them were white or something. It wasn't even a black man that time. Yeah, you know, the crowd was standing there trying to plead for him. No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying the police are very militant now. It's almost like you're dealing with the military, not, you know, civilian police officers. But, you know, they have talked about retraining um, all of the police forces to deal with people who have mental health issues. Because when you said, you know, that he had stood up, maybe he didn't have the capacity to understand their co commands because of his mental health issues. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And but then I just want to say one more thing. Uh, the last mm -hmm. thing I want to say uh, that just made me sick as well was to find out that um, th that Coven police officer and George Floyd worked at the same club for about a year. I, I have that on my uh, channel. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I didn't see it on your channel, but yeah, they, they work together. And so there's no way you're going to tell me they didn't know each other. This may have been personal. It may have been some type of vendetta because you're okay. The police officer was working as an off duty officer outside the club. And George was working as a bouncer inside the club. You're not going to tell me that there were times he had to bounce some people out of that club and escort them out and turn them over to that police officer. That's how it works. Right. There's no way you're going to convince me. They didn't know each other. They never met. I mean, that's, I don't know. I, that that makes no sense. <laughs> they're working the same shifts and they're, you know, doing basically the same job, but one of them outside, one of them inside. They had to coordinate at times. They had to, you know? So anyway, um, that's all I wanted to say about it. It's just really sad. It really is. It, it, it's uh, so much happened since we were here last Sunday. Goodness gracious. I know. I know. That's why you have to stay prayed up because, you know, the Bible says watch and pray. Mm -hmm. I remember at my old church, they had a saying, they, there was a little rhyme. They would say, watch and pray, live holy every day. Little prayer, That's little right. power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. Because you really have to have the power of God in you. Because I, I cried for three days. I was like, I felt like I was going into a, a like a black hole, like just a, a hole that I would not be able to get out of mentally Aww. and emotionally. Just you know every time i watch that video finally i stopped watching it but every time i would think about it i would just start crying and um finally i just had to pray and say you know lord just heal everybody that's hurt like i am because i have two sons <laughs> you mm -hmm. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I have nephew. I have, you know, cousins. I have a lot of people in my family, and it could happen to anybody, you know? And I just prayed for everybody that's hurting over this because a lot of people were hurt. A lot of people were devastated. And people are like, well, why are you devastated? You didn't know him. Da, 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 da. Well, I don't know. When you see a black man with somebody's knee on his head begging for his life, humble. He was, you could tell he was humble. He wasn't cussing at him. He wasn't mm-hmm. being rude. He was calling the man, sir. You know, you see that yeah. and you can just see yourself there or your family member there or somebody, yeah. you know, it's not just like, Oh, it's George Floyd. I don't know him. No, it's all of us. <laughs> it's all of that's us. So us. anyway, that's, us. that's our people. Like you said, that's our sons, that's our nephews, our brothers, our uncles, our fathers. That's, you know, why, like, why? Why is this happening right. so so often to black people? Right. Why? I you almost know, wonder was he targeted, Renata, because he he they knew him. He knew him. I, I believe. I don't know. I, I but I did think about that. Like, was he? Was there some reason that that they targeted him? And that whole scenario is fishy, because even the store owner was saying that when you get a call about a fake, the, this is on YouTube too. They interviewed the guy who owns the store that made the call. He didn't make the call, but one of his clerks made the call. He said he wasn't there that night that the call was made, but he knows the protocol because he's done it himself. The protocol is you take the bill. After you discover it's fake, you, you, when the person leaves, you call the police and give it to them. Normally, he said the person that turned it in doesn't even know it's fake because they have to do a test on it to see if it's fake. He said normally they don't even know if it's fake, and also they don't confront that person because these people are not the people that are counterfeiting money. You know what I mean? They don't have the sophisticated technology to make money that looks that realistic. So he said the fact that George was still sitting down in his car was weird because normally when these calls are made, the police never confront the person that used the money. Do you know what I mean? That's what the store owner said. So the whole scenario just seems very strange to me. Very, very strange. So that's all I'll say about it. Say he was an activist. Now I've heard he was a porn star, an activist, um, a bouncer, and a couple other things. So I don't know. You know, maybe the porn star was somewhere in the past or something because there's supposed to be a video out there. Well, I know he he was a mentor right now. He was. He was. He spoke out on behalf of the young. He was trying to be a mentor and help the young Mm -hmm. men in the community. That much because there's a video of him talking. Have you seen that video? Okay. Uh, so I do believe yes, he yes. was trying to be a mentor. Hmm. Yeah, I think well, not it was a, personal. I, I do. I do. I think it was something he, he was targeted. They knew whose car they were going to. And where is this fake 20? I, that's never been produced. You know, I mean, it's just it's just very, I, I don't, you just can't take things at face value at all. Well, if you go to the store right now with cash and they give you your change, you don't know if you have a counterfeit bill. You're not examining your bills. You don't know. You, your, your eyes not even trained really to know. I mean, and you who look? Well, they're not either. They have to mark it with a special marker. Right. That was way overboard for a yeah. counterfeit. And I heard it was a $10 bill, 10 or 20 whatever. That was way overboard. First of all, he was never convicted of it. Okay. How does he even know that he had a fake bill? Right. You never even went, and you don't even get arrested right. for stuff like that. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I, I noticed when they, when they showed the, when they showed the film for the first time, the video for the first time, I noticed, I said, wait a minute, the first cop that handled him 
was a whole different cop. So how did he end up in another cop's hands on the ground with his knee in his neck like that? He was that? turned that over. Was he was turned over to the one who had the vendetta he against was. him. He was. He was. And he pulled up later. Yes. He drove up later, that cop. He was turned over to him. He sure was. See, it's just ridiculous. And all of those who stood by and watched, especially okay. that Asian cop, they all need to go to jail because their silence was consistent. They were just as wrong. It was disgusting, there, you know, that somebody video, could do that. Yeah, there's other video that shows three of them had their knees on his neck. There's other video. Oh, that yeah, shows I saw that. that. I, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that, Renata. You know, I but I just prayed. I pray for his soul. Yeah, I regret it. I pray it, that um, he's with the Lord. Yeah, I, I really regretted clicking on that video. I was just sick after I saw it. And that grown man calling out for his mother, and his mother is deceased. He knew he was about well, to see, die. So yeah, sad. can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me at I, all? I can hear I'm you. sorry, because I have a very, I can barely hear. I have a very bad connection. But I was going to say about the mother um, thing. The the only comfort I give myself is that perhaps God granted him the grace for his mother to get him, you know, as him to see, actually see her. You know how they yeah. say a person comes, you know, somebody that you love will come and help you across, you know, I just pray to God. Like, I think he got two graces. Number one, he didn't die with hatred in his heart. You can tell by the way he was talking. He did not hate them. He did not curse them. He did not lose his soul because these people are soulless. They have no soul. Like literally they are demons. And you could hear he died with his soul intact. And I believe God sent his mother to come and get him. So Aww. the minute he stopped breathing here, he was in a, the most beautiful place ever with the person that you love more than anybody, which of course is our mom. Um, so anyway, Renata, I'm going to go out of this meeting and come back in because I can't hear you. I can like barely hear you. So I'm going to, I'm going to come and come right back in. I'm going to go, I'm going to hang up and come back in. Okay. I'm going to take the next call, okay. but come on back. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. All right. Start two. If you would like to speak, start two. I'm going in the order that I see you guys um, hands raised. Hello. Hi. Hey, Jackie, how you doing? Can you hear me? Uh-oh, what happened? Where'd you go? Can you hear me now? Now I can. Okay. I want to do How you doing? I'm doing okay. I want to say um, one of the things that I think the problem was with um, Floyd, um, I have I have two brothers and they are both um, married to Caucasian women. Um, uh -huh. We in our family we just really not really uh, color, you know. Look at people's color. My mom, you know, taught us that everybody because we have so much color in our family. My grandmother don't even doesn't even look like an African American. Uh -huh. Yeah. We we just got so much mixed up. We have Indian. We got everything in our family. So, but there are some people who those guys may have had a vendetta against him because his fiance was Caucasian. Yeah, they I heard that. I, I didn't see a picture of her, and, but I did hear. 
And they showed her, she said a few words, and the, one of the reasons why I believe that they may have had a vendetta against him is that there are some men that just cannot stand seeing a black man with a Caucasian woman. I've had um, two brothers married to Caucasians and a son, and I'm telling you, those marriages go through hell. You hear me? you got to really love one another. Um, my sister-in-law had a job working for a, a construction company, and she said the guys would pick on her every single day. She had a good job making good money, like $1,000 a week. And she had to quit her job because they would be asking her, how was it being with a black man? She's like, well, I don't know because he's the only one I've been with. You know, different they just pick with her all the time. He would pick her up for lunch, and they would throw eggs at the car. I mean, some, oh. people, just, some people just cannot accept that, and they hold grudges behind it, and they want to make the black guy pay for being with someone who is a, of a different color. I'm not saying that I know for sure, but that could have been part of it because if they – um, did bouncing jobs together. They had to know something about one another. And he's probably saw yeah. him with her. And, yeah. you know, you just never know what, you know, is sparking someone to, to have uh, issues with somebody. They showed him with that guy on the sidewalk for a long time before, right in front of the store, before he even... Um, they even got him over by the car, and then they showed them beating him inside the car that you couldn't see him, but you could see the police officers hitting something inside, and, they, and it looked like they were beating him inside the car. I mean, why would you just beat somebody over a 10 yeah. or $20? It had to be more to the story, really. And um, that... It was a, it was a nonviolent... The, the whole call was a nonviolent call. They called right. them about a, a, a ten dollar bill being fake or something. N- nothing violent. Nothing violent. He so what? Already, why did he deserve that? He was already handcuffed. So there was nothing that some people just really are not satisfied unless they're demeaning someone or down talking to someone. Hitting, beating, because he was—he had had twenty complaints against him. There is no way that an African American man could have had even two or three complaints and still being on the job. He had twenty. This and they never did anything about any of them. They never did anything to him. He still had his job, and his wife was so embarrassed. They had been having issues that she said she's going to file for divorce. So it had to be something that she knows, something that she knows that made her want to file uh, for divorce from him. He may have been beating on her. Some people are just horrible people. They should never be police officers. They should never, some people should never be, uh, do certain jobs. They just shouldn't. There's some people, you know, who work in, um, at the, at the doctor's office uh, who are uh, receptionists and things who are nasty. They shouldn't even be have, have jobs like that. Some people just should not work with the public, should just not work with other people because they are just so mean and nasty. 
and and, mm-hmm. and and I I just I believe that that um you know there's there's more to the story. We're gonna find out. Um, I believe on down the line that there was more to this story than um, meets the eye. And also, um, one of the reasons why uh, Trump does say crazy stuff, but he said what he said about, um, uh, you know, I guess, you know, getting the dogs out or that that kind of thing, was because they are finding out, I think one of the uh, people on there was saying that a lot of the people there were coming from other areas. They didn't even live in that area. Um, some yeah. of them were Antifa, and some of the people who were there were just coming there just, you know, to just keep up uh, trouble. And um, there, But the other people who were there who were really there to protest, they were on their knees, and the, they were doing what they were supposed to do. So I don't think he was talking about them. I think he was talking about the ones who were doing I watched some of them. They were throwing bricks, trash cans, all kinds of stuff through those windows, and they weren't even trying to uh, do it like they were doing it to protest. They were actually going in there to get that stuff out them stores. I told my Look at them. They got Target bags like they're going in there to go shopping and came out with the Target bags. Yeah, a lot of them went into the Best Buy here and took all the electronics. That has nothing to do with protesting, you know, about this man's death. That's ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of them just want to be doing something, keeping up some, come on, let's go down there, let's go downtown, let's, let's, get, in, let's get in the fight with everybody else, let's just let's do this, you know. Some of those people could care less about uh, the African-American cause. Some of them are just mm-hmm. troublemakers and thugs, just like Trump said. Some of them are. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that all of them, but there are some people who just, because I have seen a lot of uh, stuff myself, I have seen people, come on, let's get in the car, let's go down there, you know, let's let's, let's go down there and throw some stuff through the uh, wall. Man, I need me a TV, let's go to Walmart. I mean, just people just, just want to keep up something. Some people just want to go there to go shopping. You know, they know good and well that that stuff does not belong to them, but they're going to do what, you know, they want to do, and they, and they just think they can get away with it because we, we're wearing these masks, and a lot of them were just really acting a fool, you know, because they know nobody could see who they were. And uh, just like Tia was just saying, a lot of those people were not even African Americans. Right. Most of them were not. Yeah, a lot of them were not African-American. And when they would ask the African-American young man, um, you know, why he was doing, he said, I want to be able to just get in my car and be pulled over where the police are not be scared to death that, you know, they're going to shoot me or whatever. I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this, which I can understand. I can understand how people feel, but that is no excuse to go in there. And did you hear about the one man who had a machete and he was standing out there trying to guard his store, you know, and they they showed him kicking that man and beating that man and throwing stuff at that man and everything. He was just trying to protect his store. Maybe he was one of those small businesses that could not afford insurance. Not everybody can afford insurance. 
We just never, we're, and they done already said during the virus that 70% of small businesses will never reopen. Never. I know. This whole. That's a high percentage. Huh? That's a high percentage, 70%. That's a lot. And a lot of the small businesses are uh, Hispanic, African Americans, uh, Chinese. You know, they're not. They're not the, 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 the big wheel people. They're the small people who mom and pop who, you know, they're, they're um, you know, that's their living. So we just, I mean, it's just so much. that, w- And I think um, there was a guy, a prophet, and he was saying that um, things that are going to be escalating and they're going to be happening so fast that things that used to take a matter of years to happen is going to be happening in a matter of days. And I was telling my daughter, I said, that man, he hit the, he hit the nail right on the head with that one. I mean, you wake up the next day and it's something that was 20 times worse than what you heard about the day before that. You know, yeah. so we just, um, the, um, uh, America... And this world, I'm telling you, I think it's repenting time, time for people to get themselves together because this place is so dang on um, horrible now that we just don't never know what's going to what's going to happen. We just don't. So, um, I, and I just wanted to also say, and then I'm gonna let somebody else talk. I, I am one time, um, I was going somewhere and. Um, I looked and the road was closed off and I saw a whole lot of cars and they were pulling into the back of a shopping um, center parking lot. And so I went behind where the other cars were and I saw some cars going around by a um, auto parts dealership and they were going out and coming out. So I got ready to follow in behind the other cars and I saw a police officer standing there and I said, sir, I said, um, I see a lot of cars bearing off to the right. I said, is it okay to follow these cars? Yeah, it'll be fine. And he put his hands on it. If, if, if you want if you want a $400 fine, and then he puts his hand on his gun, and he about scared me to death. I was like, this guy act like he was going to shoot me because I asked him a question? Because you asked a question. Wow. Some of these people are hotheads. They don't need a gun. They don't need to be police officers. They're in the wrong uh, job, and they're just bullies, and they enjoy their job because they feel like they can get away with beating down people. That's exactly mm. how I feel. And I, you know what I did? I backed up, and I got out of there. I got out of there. I had to go and park and gather myself because that man put his hand on his gun. He scared me. He made me think that he was going to shoot me. But there were some women in the car in front of me. Of course, they weren't my color. He was just giggling and laughing and talking to those women, but I just happened not to be the right one asking a question, you know, because he was really nasty and mean to me. And I I know how things can happen to you just in a matter of a – a second, you just drive up unexpecting anything like that to happen. I mean, if I had kept saying something to him or I had went behind those other cars without asking him, there is no telling what could have happened to me. That's just true. That fast. Just that fast. 
So we're living in a world today where some people just don't do not want to be on this earth with any other people besides themselves, and they need to get over it because God created everybody. And we're mm-hmm. all just going to have to learn how to live with one another or stay in the house, which was what they, they're trying to make us do anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let somebody else talk. Thank you. Nobody has their hand raised. Um, start two. Thank you, Jackie. Um, star two, if you would like to speak, star two. I have a short video that um, Ken Rhodes sent me. And let me see. What did I do with it? Oh, it's called, and it's only eight minutes, you guys. It's called um, U.S. on the Brink of Martial Law as Officials Implement, and I can't see the rest of it because it's cutting off. But but anyway, here's the video. Here's the video. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. No. Wrong one. Sorry. As we speak if they haven't already been deployed. I don't know if you've seen. Welcome, everyone. I'm Spiro. Thanks for tuning in. If this is not an emergency broadcast, I don't know what is. Now, for those of you who have been following me for some time, know that I've never been one to fear monger. It's not now, nor has it ever been my message or my mission. But right now, we are literally witnessing the destruction of America by design. And this didn't just happen overnight. This has been a long-standing plan in the works. This country was already bought and sold a long time ago. This country has already been looted a long time ago, and the people shackled through a debt-based system of slavery, who have also been divided through a sophisticated propaganda machine, weaponized and turned against the people. And now we are seeing the start of the fireworks. Protests are gaining momentum. We're seeing just a standoff there between police and protesters. We've certainly seen it turn violent with several cars, police vehicles that have been torched there. Many buildings around the city have also gone up in flames. And this is happening in around 30 states around America. Many, many cities across the United States are in complete chaos right now as rioters are taken to the streets and either overwhelming the police or sometimes we see the police are being ordered to stand down and let this organized chaos rule the day. Now, this is just another example, a perfect example of problem, reaction, solution. We have seen this story play out time and time again in other countries and people here didn't give a damn at the time because it wasn't happening to them organized destabilization operations, which proceeded what we were told was regime change because of an oppressive dictator. Well, now the weapons of war and these covert tactics of war have come home to roost. And now President Trump has ordered the Pentagon to prepare the U.S. military to deploy domestically inside the United States, domestically here in our borders. Now, I know that many of you are thinking that this is unconstitutional. The president cannot do this. He has no right to do this. Well, He claims that under the Insurrection Act, he has every right to do this. And the military is on standby as we speak, if they haven't already been deployed. I don't know if you've seen the videos out there tonight, but it is getting worse and worse every night. And people are going to welcome uh, the military with open arms at this point. As the violence continues to escalate, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the military in the streets of America very soon, even possibly as soon as this weekend, as they have been ordered to be ready to deploy in as little as four hours. 
Now, the headlines are saying that Trump could deploy the military to Minneapolis, but do not be fooled. Once this can of worms is opened up, it will spread across the nation very quickly, and uh, people will beg for it at this point. And if you see the videos out there that are circulating tonight, it, it is extremely disturbing. Uh, most of these videos are on Twitter. Uh, they don't last very long on places like YouTube as they are filled with extreme violence. As we see here, the U.S. military is currently monitoring protests in at least seven different states. Now, they would not be monitoring these protests if they weren't already drafting plans to, uh, in preparation to deploy there. I'm not saying they are for sure, but the writing is on the wall at this point. And today we have U.S. Attorney General Bob Barr admit that these protests are being organized. Uh, he basically insinuated that this is an organized attack against America, uh, not from Russia or something like that, but from basically from within. Unfortunately, with the rioting that is occurring in many of our cities around the country, the voices of peaceful protest are being hijacked by violent radical elements. Groups of outside radicals and agitators are exploiting the situation to pursue their own separate and violent agenda. In many places, it appears the violence is planned organized and driven by anarchic and left extremist groups, far left extremist groups, using Antifa-like tactics, many of whom travel from outside the state to promote the violence. To me, these operations have the calling card of George Soros and CIA-type operations in this, uh, you know, from what everything we're seeing right here. These are uh, textbook destabilization operations that we've seen take place time and time again. Today we also had officials in Minnesota state that they are using essentially contact tracing methods to track rioters as they claim that 80% of the rioters in their state are from out of state and they're coming in an organized effort to create chaos. As we've begun making arrests, we have begun analyzing the data of who we've arrested and begun actually doing what you would think is almost very similar to our COVID. It's, it's contact tracing. Uh, who are they associated with? Uh, who, what platforms are they advocating for? Well, I bet you thought that contact tracing was only going to be used to fight the virus, right? Well, probably not. I'm sure some of you have, everyone watching probably has seen through this already. But it sure didn't take long for these new normals, <laughs> these new methods to become the new normals as they're, already being used uh, against the public, the general public. Don't worry, it's only to catch the bad guys. And you know what, the people are gonna welcome it. Go on Twitter and watch these videos, and you might think, you know what, maybe we do need the military in here, because it is getting ugly out there. Now, I just had Richie Allen on my show today, and we did a deeper dive in this whole topic, this whole scenario on a macro level. Make sure you guys tune in that report and check it out. And also follow me on Twitter if you wanna see some of this crazy, crazy footage. I don't put out all of it. Some of the stuff is just too graphic and, and I just, it's hard to even watch some of this stuff, to be honest with you, the extreme ultra violence that is taking place. Uh, and, and we see that this country and the civil unrest is just growing and growing and the police state response, you know, it's there, uh, but at the same time, there's a big lack. I mean, the, the police can't be everywhere all the time. And you know what, do we really want them to be? Well, of course, in a time of crisis, right? But that, again, it plays this conundrum, this this dilemma, basically, okay, where 
problem reaction solution comes into play here. Okay, the cities are being overrun by gangs and, and criminals and they're looting and beating people and, and even beating cops and setting things on fire, all this crazy stuff. So people want order, right? They want it to stop, right? Well, the police aren't up to it and the National Guard isn't up to it. So, so what then? The military? Well, what happens if the military can't do it? What then? The United Nations? I mean, this is a slippery slope and no doubt about it, even uh, government officials at this point are clearly stating that this is being organized, okay? This is not grassroots. This is not because uh, the policeman killed uh, George Floyd, okay? As much as the media will tell you that this is these protests and these riots are because of George Floyd being murdered by the police or being killed by the police, they, there are organizations and groups who are trying to capitalize on this situation. It's divide and conquer. It's uh, organized chaos, chaos, I mean, it's, it is unbelievable what is taking place right now, and it's happening very, very quickly. We have entered phase two. I, I truly believe that this is phase two of a takeover operation. Yes, the U.S. seems to be the main target right now, but this is a global takeover operation. If you've not already started to prepare and get ready, I, w I would like to think that it's never too late, but surely time is running out. Uh, I'm not trying to scare everybody or, or anybody at all right now, but you really have to be prepared, be dependent from the system. If you think that this is bad right now, imagine how bad it would get if, if and when food shortages start to take place. As they are shutting down food uh, packaging plants you know, all across the country, food processing plants have been shut down. Uh, I had a great interview with Ice Age Farmer about this. He's doing some great work over there. Please go check it out. Very critical times that we are living in right now. Do not be dependent upon this system. Global governance is basically knocking at our door right now. The time is now to get prepared and be ready and do not be a victim. I'm Spiro. Stay tuned for more. Thanks for watching. Okay. Thank you, Ken, for the, um, for the video. So it, it's called um, U.S. on the Brink of Martial Law as Officials Implement Contact Tracing Methods. And it's um, Spiro. Scaros, S-K-O-U-R-A-S, if you want to see that on um, YouTube. One of the things he says is that this is, uh, in his opinion, this whole um, George Floyd anarchy that's going on with all the looting and all the disorder, he said that's part, he believes that's part two of this whole global rollout of this, you know, new world order thing, um, divide and conquer is what he thinks this is, so. Star two, if you like to speak. Star two. Hello. Hi, Renata. Long time, long here. Hello. How are you? Good. This is Paula. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I was just wanted to tell you, yeah, this George Floyd thing. He really. He stopped the whole world. We was just on COVID-19. Ain't nobody oh, no. social distancing no more. They out nope. here protesting, protesting, protesting. And as you was just showing that video, I was looking on my phone on Facebook, and there's police protesting with um, the people in Houston. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's great. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're protesting with them, and so now, what would that tell you if the police is is protesting with them? 
So that, you know, that's um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of police officers are going to be quitting. They say a lot of them about to turn in their badge and just quit. They just right. don't even agree with what's going on. Right. But, you know, I don't know if that police had anything going on in his marriage or not. But watching that video, that would make me divorce you, too. Just that yeah. right there. I, that would have made yeah. me divorce you, too, if we had problems or not. I would have divorced you, too. I wasn't going to see you no more. You were going to be in, in jail for life. <laughs> so what, he murdered somebody. She, we, the whole world, watched him murder somebody with his knee. With his yeah. Knee. She so, said she yeah, couldn't that, believe that. She couldn't believe that. And, I mean, who wants to be married to a monster like that? I wouldn't exactly. take him a dime to jail. I wouldn't take him exactly. not one dime. She's doing the right thing. And plus her life at Jeopardy, too. You know, they come up to the family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Her, her and if they got kids or whatever, I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's horrible. It's horrible. But George Floyd done stopped the whole world. He stopped the whole COVID-19. They ain't talking about that no more. They ain't been talking. It's true. all about this. All about this. And, and it, it, it brought it to COVID-19 to a stand because even though we're supposed to be social distancing, these people out here protesting, they, they, they ain't even six feet apart. They two, six inches together. <laughs> you know, that's that's they're standing together. They standing together. They're protesting here in Boston right now. Right now, they're protesting wow. and watching it on on live on on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, we been, they've been protesting for the last few days here too. But there haven't been no yeah. destruction, thank God, no looting and and things like that like it is. But me and my mom was watching um, CNN. We was watching that and how they broke into the stores and was stealing the sneakers and the clothes and all that. All that I said, I said that is ridiculous. I said if they wanted to break in anything, they should have broken the store where they said the man took the twenty dollar, the the fake twenty dollar bill. That store right there, that's the only store they should have been breaking into. No other store they should have been breaking into. Them other people ain't got nothing to do with that police officer did. Right, that's terrible. You know? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know how the officer had his um had his knee in George Floyd's um, neck. If you uh -huh. notice, he also, the officer also had his hands in his pocket. And they said oh, that that's a tactic. Well, they said, they said that that is a tactic. He had his hands in his pocket. They said that's a, um, like a police military tactic that, that makes you put more pressure on the person. Oh. So to me, yeah, he should get more time for that because he should get an enhanced charge for that, in my opinion, because they said that that put even more pressure on him. It's, it's some kind of oh. tactic they do. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I thought he was just comfortable. I thought he was comfortable yeah. when, he, when, he was, when, he, when he was doing that. Like, that was so horrible. That is, it's hard to watch. You can't even watch it. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to look at, to watch. I mean... Um, we having this happen to us over and over and over and over, and we know how corrupt the police are. We know they're corrupt already, and yeah. just to watch it, just to watch it. We didn't get to watch Trayvon be murdered. We didn't get to watch a lot of them be murdered. We seen Eric Gardner, you know. Uh, we seen, I think, Michael Brown. 
when they lay, had him laid what? out there. Um, yeah. But we watched this, physically watched this. This man called out for his mother, and his, she's dead. She's been dead for two years. He called out uh-huh. for his mother. You know, and that's that's sad. That is so sad. That is so sad. It's just awful. Awful. We go through. Awful. So I hope this, I, I know it's not because it doesn't happen too many times, but I will hope this changed something. I will hope this changed something with the police. I hope so. So far it's just getting us even more locked, even more locked down because now they're putting in more rules and stuff, and I think they're yeah. going to declare martial law. This is just feeding into that whole, you know, New World Order agenda, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I I don't know. I pray for his family. His brother talked to Trump, but Trump didn't let him speak none. Trump didn't let oh, him really? Speak. Yeah, his, he said Trump didn't let him have a word in. So I don't see what was the sense of Trump calling him if you wasn't going to allow this man to speak. This man, you, this man is grieving. His brother is gone, and you just called him to say what you had to say, and that was the end of the conversation. That the, oh, why, he, why but, call he him? Talked, did he talk over him, or what did he do? Yeah, he said he didn't allow him to speak. Oh, did not allow him to speak. He didn't get to say nothing. I don't see the sense of Trump calling him. What was the sense? Because of Trump right. called because of all of this because. The world um, went crazy and started uh, looting and everything. Like he said, he said, more looting, more shooting. So you saying it's okay, but it's okay that these police go out here and shoot, shoot people, to mur- murder people. Yeah. That, that's, that's crazy. You, you're saying it's okay for them to, to shoot. But he done called the National Guard. You call it the National Guard, but these people still, they breaking into stores. They still breaking. They ain't scared of no National Guard. I just look, like I said, I was just looking on um, Facebook here in Boston. They got the drones going over these pe- pe- people that's protesting. Here, they got drones all up in the sky. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I bet they could shoot weapons from those drones, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They hurt us with the drones. <laughs> Yeah. They heard us with the droves, or T.I. with the droves, so you know. <laughs> you already exactly. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is awful, though, but I, I just pray for his family. I just pray, you know. I hope something comes better out of this. I, I really do. I hope something comes better out of this because he really stopped the COVID-19. It stopped completely, like. It stopped. People wearing masks, but they're not you're staying in no house. They're not, you know, what we was doing for the last three months. That all stopped. Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel bad because we was locked down for the last three months, and these stores didn't make no money for three months. And now the people are looting, breaking in, and stealing from them. They already... Um, lost a lot of money. Now they're losing more because they got to replace glass, replace items. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's Yeah, everything that got set back. They set everything back again. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that's, that's the bad part about it that they, we was already shut down. The world was shut down. But now you, we were shut down, down. But now they done shut everything down. They, they stopped the whole COVID-19. 
they I haven't even heard it on the news. I've been hearing only about this protesting. And we were giving COVID nineteen every day, all day. Yeah. Every day, all day. Yeah. Very um, true. Yeah. So how you been doing? I've been okay, you know, as 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 well as a TI can do, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying, trying to stay above water, trying to hang in there. I've been blessed to be able to work from home. How's your um, work situation going? No, I'm still not working since the last oh, job. Not? I'm not. Mm-mm. No, I oh, ain't okay. And then when I was looking, you know, they was blocking it, and then this this came up, and I stopped looking. The COVID came up, so I just stopped. There is a um, a federal fund. It's like unemployment, and I don't know who 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 qualifies for it and who don't. So I'm just putting it out there in case anybody wants to see if they qualify. It's not unemployment. It's it's something else, and I can't think of the name of it. But I think if you Google it, you'll find it. And basically, that fund is for you to say. I'm unemployed because of this COVID situation. Like some people had to quit their jobs. Some people can't find jobs, whatever. And um, for some people, they are giving you money for that. So I don't know who qualifies and who don't, but I just want to let you guys know because I do know people who were able to get money from, from that fund. And it's just until this is over, but it's something, you know? Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for the information. Yeah, Thank you could Google it, and you'll come up with something if you Google it. Yeah, a lot of people don't apply for un- unemployment, um, and then they're saying that um, there's so many people scamming the system, so it's holding people up that really um, um, qualify for employment. Yes, people going to jail for that, too. Yeah. Yep, they, yeah, they, they, I was, I was reading about one of the um, loving hip hop stars, but I think his had to do with a business, like they were giving the the small business loans or something or grants um, for the people because of the COVID thing. And this one guy, he he married to one of the people on the um, Real Housewives of is it Atlanta, one of them, loving hip hop. But anyway, uh-huh. he he got he got his money for the COVID thing for his business, and they said he was buying like Rolex watches and all this kind of stuff. So they put him in federal prison. Oh wow! Oh geez. yeah, I know. Oh. I was like, I don't know what he was thinking. He know they be watching. Oh wow! Oh yeah, they watch. They'll they'll find out. They gonna find out. I mean, it was mm-hmm. good that we did get a stimulus stimulus um check but you know some of us yeah i got a i got a part of it yeah we got yeah. a little bit we need the whole thing like everybody else did but i said i'm gonna thank god for that really i thought everybody got the same you know the same they said each person qualified for this amount that amount and if you're married i know double double the amount yeah that's what I thought too, but no, we didn't get the whole thing. We never get the whole thing. I think they, I don't know. They say we make too much, but to me, we don't. Oh, so we, okay. live, we live in California, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's very expensive. Taxes on everything out there. Yeah, so, but anyway, I thank God for what we did get. I know that's right. 
You might get a little more something too, something soon. They talking about. I heard that there's a second round coming, right? I think I heard uh-huh. that. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Might get another little something, cause another one. Do you know when? No, no. I think they just passed the um, bill on it. Okay. Like they, I had to get it approved and all that, but yeah, I think they approved it. So. They're going to send out another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to make a video about this, too, to put this information out. But if you are in California, I don't know about everywhere else, but they may have something similar. But our governor started a program for the seniors to get three meals a day from local restaurants. And my mom said the food is really good. She'd be showing me pictures. (laughs) Um, But... Seniors get three um, meals a day, and they deliver them to your house, and they're really, they look really nice, and they're very healthy, um, and they come from people who have catering businesses. So it, the food, is, my mom said the food is really good. So if you guys are in California um, and you know a senior, be sure to let them know about that program. And they can call, um, what is it, 211, or they can go on the governor's website to get the information. So I I really think that that's a beautiful thing and I hope they continue that because seniors really need it. There are senior citizens that don't eat because they can't afford to eat. You know, they don't get that much money and they try to pay their bills. And I know with my um, parents, my dad, his, his diabetic medication is very high, you know, very expensive and, you know, uh, seniors are mainly on a fixed income, so this is a blessing. My parents don't have to worry because we, you know, they have a lot of children, and we all make sure that they're good, you know, with food and money and whatever else they need. But some seniors don't have that, and I just think it's ridiculous that the seniors get undermined and they don't get taken care of the way that they should in this world. Right. 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 So I hope that they continue this program because I watched a video where a lady said she has to eat cat food because she cannot oh. afford food. You know? Oh, man. And seniors struggle. They struggle. They struggle to buy their medication and everything. So I'm, I'm really glad that the um, governor did that for California. So anybody listening, if you know a senior that lives in California, tell them to please get that. Even if they have money, they can save their money for their bills or their medicine or whatever, you know, yeah, and get this yeah. because my mom said it's really good. She'd be bragging. She'd be sending me pictures. She's like, look what they brought today. She really, she said it's really good food. Oh, that's nice. That is wonderful. Yeah. Did y'all get the, um during the COVID-19, did y'all get the free internet for the kids so they can do their work, their school work? From home? No, I don't. I don't know. I have to ask my sister about that. You know, my children are adults, so I don't right, have that. Right, right, right. Yeah, they did. Oh, that but you know what? I wonder if it's for the college uh, students too, because my daughter it has is. been doing it is for everybody. Yeah, it is. It okay, is. okay. I'm gonna tell her to look into that because she she had to come home because of this whole thing. The school sent everybody home, and so she was doing her um, college from home. So I'm gonna tell her to look into that. Yeah, they did the free internet um, when the COVID started up until um, the last day of school, which was um, the last month of uh, June. Here, we get out in June. I know y'all get out probably earlier. um, Yeah. But June, we get out here, and they did the free internet for the kids, and then uh, uh, Maya gave out the 
laptops for them to do their homework. I mean, do the work at home, and they had the free internet for them. So that was nice that they they did that, so they wouldn't be be behind. But I, they, you, we heard on the news that kids was going to get promoted, but the ones that didn't get on online didn't even try to get on Zoom and do their work. Then they they was going to get um kept back. Wow. Well, I know that my niece, um, my sister's daughter, two of her daughters, they did get the the laptops. Um, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And also, so, yeah. also, also with that, there is a stipend. At least in California, there's a um, a financial stipend. They're giving them a card with some money on it. Um, I think my sister said is every month because the kids are not getting the meals at school anymore. So they're giving like three or four hundred dollars a month for each child. To be I able to buy, that. I yeah. did. Yeah, you're right. I did hear that. This girl yeah. was telling me about about that the other day. She said she thought it was food stamps, and we kept telling her it's cash. It's not uh-huh. food stamps. <laughs> she thought it was food stamps, so someone was going to get on the card, but it's not. It's cash. Oh. I think, yeah, I think he was going to get like four hundred dollars. He on his card. Uh huh. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think everybody should be should be taking advantage of all of that. So if you're listening, make sure if you know anybody who could benefit from that, then hey, get it. <laughs> yep, get yeah, it. Get, get everything you can get. Why are they giving it? Because they ain't going to be giving it too long. <laughs> That's get true. everything you can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. How the world is changing. It's just changing right before our eyes so so fast and so horrible. The things that's going on in this world, it's not. It's enough that people are out here killing each other and then the police killing people. And this is crazy. And then, you know, us TIs, what we go through, they trying to murder us, slow kill us. So it's, it's, this world is sickening, just sickening. So sickening. Yes, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It is. But, you know, you just got to keep going, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Never give up on God because he'll never give up on you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is great. Yeah. Well, that's all I wanted to say, Renata. Glad to hear your voice. I watched yeah, a you- few of your videos um, last week. Um, I was on your call last week too, but you was playing a video. It was kind of long. Oh yeah, those that, that was a long one. Sorry about that. I'm gonna try to do the shorter ones. Yeah, so I didn't get to speak, but I I, I was on there, and then I I watched you um on your I think a live of yours. You and Nets did one. And yeah, we I did think, probably yeah. over a month ago. Yeah. Uh huh. I seen that video. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Well, I have one other person. It was two. One of them hung up. Um, okay. Let me see. Somebody said something in the chat too. So I'm gonna put you on hold. Thank you. Okay. All right. And, no uh, and you can speak again if you like. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put you on hold. Okay. Start two. If you would like to speak, start two. Hey, Melvin, I see you in the chat. How are you? 
Hello. Hi, Renata. Hi. Hey, it's Lauren. How are you? Good, Lauren. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just listening to you guys. It's, uh, um, one of the times I was able to call in and remember, this week's this world is really sad. Uh, I I don't understand why we're even opening with the COVID. They don't really have a vaccine, no cure. Cases are rising, but they want to open it back up. And then uh, I found out really late about George Floyd, uh, Renata, because uh, this whole week I've had to it got another place to live. It would be better for Lillian because she's got osteoarthritis, so it's hard for Lillian to climb stairs, upstairs apartment. So. With her not being out of commission, I've had to move everything tired, and I just happened to be watching the news one night between going to sleep. I was so tired, and then I saw the, the riots, and I'm like, wait, wait, what is this about? And then I found out that was horrible what I watched. Did you see the, the expression on that cop's face, the arrogance? That's what I yeah. remember the most. He was very, he looked right in the camera. He was, he was pleased with himself. You know what I'm saying? Very pleased with himself. And I'll never, you know, forget his expression. And I'm worried about, was it on your YouTube? Is it true the DA is trying to medically say he did not die of strangulation? Is that true? Because I heard it was a collapsed carded artery. Yeah, I heard that. But that man died before our eyes. I don't care. Yes, it was murder. Yes. Yes. I don't care how they try to justify it. We know what we saw. I, exactly, and I would never lie and say I saw anything different. If I had it in my own prayers, I pray that no human beings can be law enforcement. You don't know. I'll be the first to vote. Let's have robocops. You don't know, Renata. I feel safer with a robot policing me than a human being. I don't That's trust fair. human beings. I don't. And swap out the judges in the legal system, too. I'd rather have a robot. You know what I mean? And Literally an AI robot, yes. I will feel safer than a human being. Oh, I, don't trust me. I really feel that way. I feel I would get justice. Uh, I feel that they would be devoid of discrimination, racism, genderism. Uh, Bernada, this country is really starting to split apart like the late 60s, except all of us were like kids during that time. And yeah. as far as going back, I don't think we're ever going back. And quite frankly, I think most... American citizens don't even want to go back. Go back to what exactly? You know what I'm saying? And uh, the momentum of these protests worries me too. Is there a lot of agent provocateurs or something? Because that was almost scheduled too fast. And things that are too fast, I begin to worry. You know what I mean? It's if they've had money, had plans, and know what they're doing. Um, It worries me. You know... Before I can make any assessments, just watch because, you know, the other side likes a lot of smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? They love confusion. That's true. And they want us to see, you know, watch the birdie because they don't want us to see the other things they're doing, you know what I mean, behind, you know, the curtains. So we'll just have to watch and see. Lauren, let me give you a a comment. Mm -hmm. You said feel safer with robots. Melvin in the chat room said, I would not be safe with AI robots. It all depends mm-hmm. on how the AI is programmed. What if they were programmed to kill black people? Just saying. And that's what he's uh, Good, good idea. Uh, it depends. Yeah, absolutely. How they're programmed. And I want it straight down the legality book. 
That's what I mean. Again, as I answered, where they, where they're hopefully they'll be programmed to be again devoid of racism, discrimination. We have to understand what a human being is. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Aren't we all done with lying? And they're going to pray and have kumbaya. Look, the truth is, human beings are selfish, self-focused, and they're only going to be a part of some type of anarchy if they can personally relate. You think all those protesters are really out there, really for George? How about if they're just frustrated with COVID, losing their jobs, upset with America? Come on, think about it. You know what I mean? We have been born into a society of social engineering, and this is the part we need to, especially being TI, think for yourself for a minute. Something that your, your education system didn't give us, your church didn't give us, think for yourself. Okay? Mm-hmm. Forcing yeah. us to be mind-controlled. Come on. But uh, he's absolutely right. If they're programmed right. I know about Skynet, but I absolutely do not trust a human being cop. Their main code is blue. They will cover for each other, whether they be wrong or right. And I hope all of us will never forget his expression as he looked in the camera. He was pleased with himself. Thank you, Renata. You doing anything else, Lauren? No, that'll be it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, star two, if you would like to speak, star two. Hey, Ken. What do you say, Renata? Renata, tell Lauren, she said they don't have a vaccine yet. That's the last thing you want to take is a vaccine because they're going, they're going to have the tracker chips in those, and that's where it comes in and control trackers. So that's the last thing I'd want to take. And the robots, if whoever who's, who she thinks programmed, they're, they're human beings is programmed to what they want to happen to us. The cops ain't much better, but I don't have no no use for police. But the thing is, I sure ain't looking for, forward to no vaccine. They they come to my door and tell me they're gonna force it on me. Then we got Custer's last stand right there. So. Yeah, a lot of people say that too, Ken. I think Lauren's still muted. Are you unmuted, Lauren? Uh, hello? Yeah, did you hear Ken's oh. comment? I do. I agree with him. I don't know about the vaccine. Well, no vaccine is secured, and the cases keep rising, and they want to open up. What is their line? So-called the economy, and I'm frowning. I said, wait a minute. People are consistently growing in the numbers of catching this, but you want to open up, you know, these places. I'm going to wear a mask to sit at a dinner table that I'm going to be in some kind of shower curtain net to eat, right? Being served by someone, um, 60% occupancy, and then they're trying to push people al fresco out with tables and chairs in the street. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lori, the-, Lori the, the, the thing is on this COVID, this was no more than just a flu shot, a, a flu virus as far as I'm concerned. And mm-hmm. that's the last, and the last thing you want to do. This was they were. This was running out on them, and people wasn't believing it. And that's I believe why I that. Think this 
Exactly, because so, the way, yeah, it, it is, because I, I think that it, you think these protests, one thing, they're, I want to call them really, really coordinated protests, because that's the main thing I was looking at, the coordination of them. And then you hear some part on YouTube, the so-called fires, it's as if the accelerant was dropped in windows that had a perfect cut, who can cut glass to make it a triangle. That doesn't sound like a civil rights protester will have an instrument that cuts in a, a triangle and then they drop an accelerant for a fire. I kept saying that doesn't make sense either. Okay, there, um, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people out there. Warren, yeah. Excuse mm -hmm. me, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Um, there are people who who have been waiting a while. So what I'm going to do, because I feel bad keeping Donna waiting, because she's been waiting for a while. So keep talking, but I just know that I'm going to unmute everybody who has has their hands raised, so you guys can all talk together. Okay? Yeah, I'm not going to talk at all. Actually, I want to, uh, Donna or anyone else. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just you didn't want to keep her waiting. So go ahead. Keep talking. Um, uh, Lauren, well, Kim, 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 I agree with you. Not coming to my door either, Kim. I'm not signing up for no vaccine. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I just. Uh-uh. Sure no. But I, 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 I don't know what else to do if we need law and order. I just want some type of rope. I don't trust the human being cops, okay? And I don't think I ever will. I never, ever will. I don't trust them. I can't get his expression out of my face. I never will. I can't. I can't. I can't get any cops to stash out of my face because they all got oh. no power. Yeah, I couldn't get it. I, it just turned me <laughs> off. It's uh, yeah. And when I see one, you know, on the street between doing our so-called essential shopping, you know, and they'll drive down the street. I swear they, they give me major indigestion. I can't. I can't stand the sight of them and their cars and how they look. I really this nauseating. They make my stomach hurt. And, and Lauren, the, the mask, as far as I'm concerned, on the mask that they required us to wear, that to mm -hmm. me, that's a sign of it. Well, you got the mask on, now keep your mouth shut. Because I, that's how I, I feel went, about it, too. Yeah. I went, I went in a lot of places, and there's no, nobody was wearing masks at places. So, you know, this, this, it's all BS. All this stuff that they've done is BS. So. It is. It's a social engineering to subjugate us. Um, into, right, like you said, exactly. one world order, socialism, whatever they want to do. You know what I'm saying? And you got to realize yeah. they, they've been trying to get a race war started for a long time in this country. Absolutely, because this, cause the country was uh, was established in a uh, pecking order of systemic racism that they never really, with all their so-called, you know, we're the great country, yada, yada, never addressed for, like, since centuries, literally for centuries. It's eroding. It's like the lie. This is Mystery Babylon, you filthy, lying whore of a country. It's out now. You know what I mean? I mean, America has lifted up its dress to, to show us I'll see you Tuesday, if you know what I mean. It's over. No one will ever think you're great or pristine. Other countries around the world are just find us an astonishment. Okay, so let's, let's see if Donna, let me see if Donna um, wanted to say anything because she's been waiting very patiently. Donna, okay. are you there? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Hi, you. how are you? How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good today, thanks. Good. Um, Go ahead, make your comment, Donna. Uh, We're listening. Uh, okay, I've enjoyed the um, show quite a bit. Um, 
I've seen so many ins and outs to the thing. I haven't really studied it. I've just seen random videos, and there's some things that I really don't understand. And there's some things coming against my faith really hard right now, but I'm going to share this, and it helps to keep me balanced. Um, I like to go to Moody Radio or the Dove Radio, um, on, and you can pick, get it on Internet or radio. Janet Parshall, P-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, in the marketplace. Her husband, she says, carry a paper news, news in one hand and the Bible in the other. Uh, her husband has worked for the Center of Law and Justice for 40 years. He's, in, he's a lawyer, and they live right there in Washington, D.C. Um, they work for the Center for Law and Justice. He does Law and Justice, which uh, that would mean he's with Jay Sekulow, uh, and collaborating with people like Focus on the Family, James Dobson, and people like that. They have a Christian perspective to the times that we're living in. It's a daily show. Uh, you can draw it up twice a day. Um, they were saying that this policeman was, like, totally wrong, totally wrong. They were really, really uh, not in agreement at all. And talking like there were going to be some things that happened. I'll try to make it short. Um, let's move on a little bit here. Um, the one thing I wondered about, I saw a video, and it was a woman barefooted with her foot on the, um, the man that got killed, his chest right under his neck, and she kept poking him right there with her foot and calling him this, that, and whatever. And he kept begging her to take her foot off of there. And finally, um, he said, if you don't take your foot off my chest, I'm going to break your leg. Um, I thought that was his wife or fiance. She was cursing him up one side and down the other. She acted like she knew him. I, I wondered if anybody could comment on that. Um, but that, that's all I have to say. I'm I just wanted to share that because it's really good information. Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. I heard what you said, but I didn't see anything about that, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to try to find it again. I have a lot of stuff come across. Uh, my Facebook, uh, mostly I go there. Um, but, oh, these people that I just told you about, they have a blog, and they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on all of it. She is. And if you want to get involved, she would be a great place to do it. Uh, because she's right up front in everything. I'm going to do that myself. <laughs> If you if you got a website or something, if you email it over to me, I'll I'll take a look at it. But I, I trust uh, a law, I, I trust lawyers about as much as I do cops. So. Um, 
that's you see you see i I have a standard that I have to look to for balance, and then I have to take everything into perspective but this right. is the top of my this is the top of my list for who I would trust to first listen to, and then I go from there. Well, if you got a pencil, if you got a pencil and paper, go ahead. If you got a pencil and paper, write my email address down and send it to me. It's K E M K E M K E N R H O K E N R H O Yeah, R H E S. Okay. R H O A D E S. Oh, R H O A D E S. Okay. 2008 at yahoo.com. All right. Thank you, Ken. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's about all I have to say. I'm, I'm still. I'm still looking at the whole thing, but it looks, <laughs> there's a lot, the one thing they did say, and it was like when it really freshly happened, uh, was that they didn't feel that the whole thing was over racial matters at all. And uh, I I personally believe that this, these guys that work together, the policemen, and, and what's his name? Um, Lord. Huh? George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah, George. I personally believe they had a lot of history together, and it might set. Yeah, might have set a lot of things off. Uh, I'm not so sure that it was as planned as much as it's said to be planned. I'm not sure. I'm not saying, but. Uh, Sorry, guys. Hold on. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Donna. Yeah, I'm just not one to uh, immediately uh, erase somebody from a situation. You know, I like to hear the whole thing. But I will say this about uh, George. They did say, and they and they looked at they they don't say stuff on their show that is not true. This man had reformed from jail, I guess, and different things. Uh, and he had a heart for children, for mostly young men. And he was trying to establish all sorts of uh, sports in the area and in other areas, food programs, medical programs. He was really out there advocating for the youth. And um, this is what I heard from these people, the parcels. And so he did have a heart change, and even the things that we heard at times him saying, it perfectly showed that he had a good heart. He did not want violence. Okay, yeah. I just, there was another thing I wanted to say, but it just slipped my mind. So anyway, glad you're all there. It's nice, nice to hear you. Thank you.
Oh, are, is anybody there? Hello? Sorry, Don, I have walked away, but I'm back. Okay, well, um, I think I drove everybody off the call, maybe. Um, I just want to say that um, I, I believe it was the Washington Post, I'm not positive on this, but I read that they had an autopsy and it did not show that he was murdered uh, the way they're saying, that he had health problems, heart disease, and different things. So that's another thing. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't believe that's what <laughs> killed him. Well, you know what? The reality is people do have um, health issues, and maybe he did have health issues, but it sure did not help for the officer to put his knee in his neck. That's what killed him. Maybe it yeah. ex exacerbated all those um, health issues that he had. But he was yeah. not in any kind of distress before that happened. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I never even heard, I, I haven't spent a lot of time studying this and everything. Uh, what initially set the whole thing off with the officer and him? Because they, um, George Floyd went to a store, across, like a convenience store across the street. I don't know what he bought, but he went to the, he was parked, he was parked on the sidewalk with um, two people in his car, male and a female. I don't know what the relation was, probably friends. He got out and went into either a convenience store or a restaurant, I don't remember which one. As he left the store, the people in the store called the police and said that he had given them a fake $10 bill. I heard $10, somebody else heard $20, but he gave them a fake bill counterfeit. So they called the police and the police got there and all of that happened. Now, whether or not the money was fake, we don't know. But if it was, he might not even known it was fake. And it was only like $10 or $20. So it did not deserve for him to get killed. It was a nonviolent crime if it was a crime at all. Because I mean, some people don't even know they have fake money. So that's what that's how it started with a, a call about counterfeit money. $10 counterfeit money. I see. That's how it started. But he already knew that officer. He knew that officer. They worked together. Right. So, yeah. Nothing deserved him to get treated like that. No, absolutely and not. You're, you're supposed to be treated. You're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. He's supposed to have his 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 day in court. Um, some officers said for a situation like that, he normally would have got cited, a ticket, you know, and show up in court. Because it was just $10. So show up in court. But that didn't happen. So, and it looks like there's going to be more riots tonight. I just walked past the television and they're gearing up in a lot of states right now. So, hopefully, peace will be upon the land soon. Well, that would be a nice idea. <laughs> but it sure does look like it's deteriorating. Yeah. Tia, you're unmuted. I had a question about the video you played. What? How many days ago was the video? 
And yeah, how many days? What day was the video? Oh, that, was okay. it from like yesterday? Let me uh, let me go back to it. Hold on a second. Because Ken Ken sent me that video. Um, that video. Hold on, I have to click on it to see the date. May 30th. Welcome, everyone. I'm yeah, yesterday, May 30th. Okay, so yesterday. Okay. And then I also wanted to say, I, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that, you know, it's all uh, the area that are coming there just doing that. You know, I don't think it's fair to make it all or nothing. Like, there's all kind of people out there um, doing that. And and it's, I think it's also not honest to say that when people are really upset and they feel helpless, that they mm -hmm. never react like that. Some people do react like that when they feel victimized for 400 years. <laughs> you know, you know it happened to your ancestors. You've seen it happen all your life, and then it's still happening. Some people do react like that. So I don't think it's fair to say that everybody who's, who's breaking windows is, um, you know, either uh, truly uh, hurt over what happened or they're not. Some people that are breaking windows are hurt over what happened. Some people who are breaking windows and stealing things are just doing it for an opportunity. But to say it's all or one, you know, that's why I thought it was, I think it's, you know, people have to be careful about saying start shooting them because it's all, it's all different kind of people out there. And the bullets don't know the difference between the two. That's true. So, and then also about the military. starving, how can that be disregarded too? Uh -huh. you know yeah i mean you know if, if you go hungry long enough and uh you have those children that need care and this and that or whatever that could be a great motivation for a lot of people yeah get out there and get some food go on target take clothes diapers food whatever you haven't been able to get yeah it's all yeah, i don't understand why you would set that up when this first uh, started with the coronavirus uh, lockdown, they had deployed, I know in California, they had deployed the military in a lot of states. They had de deployed the military months ago, but they never put them into action. So this is the perfect opportunity. They're already ready to go. This is the perfect, I, I just see it, I, I too kind of see it as one big conspiracy, not conspiracy, but I don't have a better word for it. Okay, the military's ready to go. Now we need a situation to where we can actually activate them. Now they have it. They were already ready to go back in March. I remember. Remember, Renata, there was that guy who said that he, he had a family. I don't know. Somebody's family member had said the military was being told at that time that they were going to be deployed on, you know, in our neighborhoods and stuff. I remember we talked about it on here. I remember that. And also I heard it from other places as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Um, and then also the, the chat, I was trying to post the um, video of that the man, the white man, the homeless man that got beat, killed by six police officers, and they all walked. They all went free. Um, but I can't, for some reason, the chat is not letting me um, chat. It doesn't, it's frozen or something. I don't know. But maybe uh -huh. I'll post it next week. We'll see. Okay, well, let us know. Hopefully you're able to post it next week. I don't know what's been going on with talk show. They're getting. I don't know what's going on.
So hopefully you'll be able to post it next week. Okay. Okay, star two, if you would like to speak to be your last opportunity, we're going to go ahead and end. Thank you all for coming to the call. Um, stay safe in your prospective neighborhoods because this is widespread. It's happening everywhere. I was happy to hear Paula say that um, Baltimore is is fine and they're not, I mean, excuse me, uh, Boston is fine and they're not really having any looting issues or, or outbreaks and uh, violence there. So that's great. That's one of the few cities in America right now that's not really going through all of this because my city, they are tearing it up. They're tearing Oakland up and it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the murder of um, Floyd, George Floyd. Um, so hopefully, you know, uh, peace will, will come. Hopefully those other officers will be arrested. Maybe that's when things will calm down if and when they arrest. I think people really want to see that one particular one arrested. I don't remember seeing the faces of the other two or three, um, but I do remember seeing the um, Asian officer kind of standing by. Oh, that's another thing, you guys. That's another thing. The, the Asian officer I heard is the officer who killed um, Floyd. I heard that's his brother-in-law. Don't know how true it is, but I heard that's his brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it gets more interesting by the day. Um, anyway, you guys have a blessed rest of your day, and we'll talk again next week, okay? Oh, um, Melvin said it's his ex-brother-in-law. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably one of those uh, small, small towns where everybody knows everybody and everybody's related. Okay, you guys, have a blessed week. I'm going to end now, okay? Thank you, Renata. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, thank you. Bye, everybody.